Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Where does God store our prayers? That's been on my heart and mind this week. I've been focused on two passages of Psalms. They point to a reality of what prayer represents to our God. The first passage is Psalm 104, 34. May my meditation be sweet to him. I will be glad in the Lord. It suggests that our prayers, our devotion, our setting, our gaze and attention on the Lord is something incredibly sweet to our God. The second passage is even more explicit. The psalmist prays in Psalm 141.2, May my prayer be set before you like incense. In the Old Testament, incense played an incredibly important role in worship. It was used to indicate something important, significant, meaningful, and of value were taking place. It was used to mask the odor of slaughter and sacrifice. It was costly. It represented a sacrifice in and of itself. But in a general sense, it was the sweetness, the aroma, the fragrance that would ascend before God as our prayers do. I pray that this daily devotion has been a blessing to you. All of this week, we are discussing calling on God, the privilege we have of that and the power But today, I just want to answer that question. Where does God store our prayers? This thought hit me in a season of going through many prayer services. We were getting hundreds of prayer requests and victory reports. We had a team that were sorting them all out, responding to them, making certain that there were follow-up individuals who knew about them. We were very grateful. But where do you put all of those prayer requests? They are a little touch of heaven. They are a bit of eternity. For a while, we found a large glass jar and put them in there, but there was something beautiful about that. But he caused me again to wonder, where does God store our prayers? The answer is in the Bible, and it involves incense. But to understand it, we need to grasp the comparison of prayer and incense in Scripture. So in the Old Testament, priests burned incense at the golden altar in the holy place. They burned incense in censers when they entered the most holy place. Puritan preacher John Owen from the 17th century said there are four ways that prayer is like incense. Incense was beaten and pounded before it was used. Likewise, acceptable prayer goes through a process from a broken and a contrite heart. You may remember that the incense was comprised of sweet spices, stacti, onica, galbanum, frankincense. These represented the bark or the gum of trees, the rosin that had to be beaten, ground, mixed together. God told Moses that all of this had to go through a process that was called the art of the apothecary, tempered with salt, and rendered pure and holy. The chief rule was this, though. It had to be beaten very small. Prayer comes that way. Prayer is sweet to God because it comes from brokenness. 
Psalm 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, you will not despise. We are told in another place that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. We approach Jesus not in pride that we deserve him. We approach him in humility, saying there's nothing we have done to deserve him. It was the prayer of the publican that Jesus noted. Here's the second relationship of incense and prayer that John Owen noted. Incense ascends to the skies, just as prayer ascends to heaven. In the book of Hebrews, we find Jesus, the heavenly high priest. We're encouraged to approach him, to come boldly before him. But when we pray, and this is how we approach him, is through our prayers. Our prayers ascend to him as the smoke of incense going heavenward. Here's the third relationship. Incense requires fire, and so does prayer. Our prayers should not be by rote our memorization, are read. They should come from a passionate heart. The effectual fervent prayer, the white hot prayer of a righteous man has tremendous power. And the fourth and final comparison, incense yields a sweet aroma and our prayers are a sweet fragrance to the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? This brings us back to where we started. The psalmist said, Let my meditation be sweet to you, Lord. Let my prayer be as incense before you. Our prayers are sweet in the throne room of heaven, in that place where angels worship, in that place the sweetness of our prayers ascend before God. This is what's so powerful about calling on the Lord is that your prayers are sweet to God. It ascends into his presence. The four and 20 elders in Revelation 5 are emblems of the church of all ages. These two dozen people worship him. And the golden clouds of incense are all around them. So understand the comparison of incense to prayers. Because now we're ready to see where God stores our prayers. It's in Revelation 5 and Revelation 8. We read of golden bowls in heaven that are filled with incense, and specifically, it says, which are the prayers of the saints. In other words, God collects our prayers and fills heavenly bowls. These are the sweet fragrance of broken hearts crying out to him. And those bowls are the prayer of faith. They're the prayer of mercy, the prayer for healing, all within those golden bowls. This shouldn't surprise us. Heaven has several storage devices. In Revelation 6, I find a golden altar filled with the souls of saints who come through tribulation. We read of the book of life into which every deed, every act, every word is recorded. The psalmist in one of the golden psalms said, put my tears into the bottle. Heaven stores each and every tear shed by one of its own. And today we see another storage device a device that heaven is using right now, golden bowls filled with incense, which are the prayers of saints. Right now, where does God store my prayers? He's collecting each prayer, and they go into a golden bowl 
filled with incense. Now, I want you to first focus on the bowl, the storage device. It speaks of a certain capacity, and I think that's important, a capacity that has a limitation. It reminds me of the cup of the Amorites. Do you remember that God told Abraham hundreds of years before Israel went into Egyptian bondage that it was going to happen, and they would be there for four generations? He gave the reason why it would take so long, and here's what he said that the cup of the Amorites' iniquity is not yet full. In other words, those people that inhabited Canaan's land, they had a certain capacity. God had given them a measure. And until that measure was full, that Israel would remain in bondage. If there is a capacity in heaven for storing sin, then know that God is storing your prayers. Notice, too, that the bowl is golden. Precious are your prayers in God's sight. You may say, God didn't hear me. Oh, no. Your prayers are golden in his sight. They were full of incense. Prayers accumulating in heaven as a burnt incense, as a sweet-smelling fragrance. Just as the sun shines and the earth releases its water vapor, where it condenses in the heavens and returns, there is there is something happening when our prayers go into those golden bowls. Because we read later in Revelation that these same bowls were tipped and along with heavenly fire were poured out upon the earth and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and earthquakes. Consider this. Prayer, first of all, prayer is not a waste of time. It's the divinely ordained means by which children of God boldly approach his throne. I read of a church where 10 godly women came to the new pastor and said, we want revival, and all of us want our husbands to be saved. He began to meet with them one evening a week as they prayed. He later said of the church, it was a broken down church because it had never been broken up. They prayed and prayed, and one day he said, the church's prayer bowl has filled in heaven. And God poured out his spirit one Sunday morning. He said there was no altar call because every place became an altar. And all of those men found God. It reminds me of Hosea's words. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. You may be broken down because you've never been broken up. Break down those walls of complacency. Break out of the rut you're in. Break up that hardened heart and watch the heavens respond. This also tells me that prayer must be continual. Prayer's worth our time, but it should be continual. You see, there's another point about incense. Incense was burned in the morning and in the evening. It suggests that like incense, our prayers are not to be hit and miss. They're to be a clockwork arrangement to them. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, there should be the incense of our prayers ascending into heaven. It was said of the early church, they gave themselves continually to prayer. If you're going to fill up your bowl, you have to keep praying, not spasmodically, not just when you're in a trial. Pray without ceasing. The pastor, I don't understand what's happening to me. Maybe I don't either, but this one thing I know, Jesus said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give good things to them that ask him? So we keep going to God in prayer. The third thing I see is one day God 
is going to say the bowl is filled and he will tip the bowl. Daniel prayed for 21 days and God tipped the bowl. Jesus prayed all night and the bowl was tipped. Is your child going astray? When you send incense to the heaven, God sends voices to the earth. He talks to people. I think of a dear sweet soul that I pastored. She's gone on to be with the Lord. She was praying for her son to come back to God. And while she was praying, it just so happened her son was miles away taking a shower and a voice spoke to him, said, your body's clean enough, but when are you going to get your soul clean? God knows how to tip the bowl. So is your path dark today? When the bowl is tipped, there are voices. There is light. There is fire to illuminate your world. Is a friend, a loved one in complacency? There are thunderings and earthquakes that can come when God tips the bowl. So our job is not to determine when the bowl is tilted. Our job is to take our petitions to the Lord and to fill up the capacity for our prayers and to offer a sweet incense to the Lord. There's an old song. Prayer is the incense of a holy heart rising to God from bruised and broken things. When kindled by the Spirit's burning breath and upward borne by faith ascending wings, there is a prayer that can tip the bowl. I believe that today God is asking us to send up our incense of prayers to call on His name and see what the Lord does with all of these golden bowls. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.